uh, your phone, get a pen and a piece of paper, something to jot down some notes. I have something very powerful I want to share with you. This has been an incredible, incredible day. We have been hosting some friends uh, with us today, and we had some great fellowship, and they were so cool. They brought us some gifts, some uh, clothes, and uh, they brought me some old-fashioned southern peanut brittle covered in chocolate. Now, I'm just going to tell you right now, it does not get much better than that. And if the Steelers win today, I'll feel a lot better about life. But anyway, I am glad that you're online. Thank you, Pastor Larry. Uh, it, is, uh, it is the top of the hour, and you sound very excited. What's going on in your world right before I start teaching? Oh, uh, just having an incredible time. Uh, just had incredible service. Uh, just uh, God's prophetic word was speaking throughout uh, our service this morning as well as laying hands on people and uh, seeing them healed of diabetes and seeing them healed of headaches and uh, seeing the deliverance of, uh, of their soul and moving into a place of, uh, of great abundance. Well, man, that's a great report. I'm telling you right now, that is a great report. I, I know from, uh, just a, just from a little bit that we have got a lot of people that have tuned in for the call and um, if you've got that pen and paper and pad, something to write down some notes, a short pencil is better than a long memory, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us today in our teaching. Uh, I believe we're recording the sessions. And so, Father, we just thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the blessing of God. And right now we just move forward with what you are going to do and how you're going to do it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. I your desire for knowledge and learning is very, very powerful. And I, I'm sure you know this, that there are different stages of the truth. You know, the Bible says the truth shall set you free, not just the truth, but the truth you know. And there's three stages. You want to write this down. The first stage is revelation, which is a discovery of the truth. When something is revealed, re revelation to you, you discover, as you say, well, that's a revelation to me. Well, that's a discovery. That's a discovery of truth. Secondly, number two from revelation is illumination. Illumination from the discovery of truth is the understanding of the truth, where it becomes illuminated or it, it, it has light shown upon it. It is illuminated, and you have understanding of the truth. From revelation to illumination is inspiration the communication of the truth. Discovery of the truth, understanding of the truth, and inspiration, communication of the truth. That's why Jesus kept saying, if you have ears to hear, uh, ears to hear, let, let, let you hear. Because there's a lot of people that look, but they don't see. A lot of people that listen today that do not hear. And uh, it's very, very critical that you hear what God is saying, particularly in the subject that I'm talking to you about today regarding keys to unlock financial uh, empowerment, keys to release some financial uh, principles into your life. You see, I've discovered that God talks to people based upon what they will receive. It's important for you to hear that today. God talks to people based upon what they will receive. Uh, everywhere you are untaught, 
you are failing. If you've been untaught regarding relationships, you're failing there. If you've been untaught regarding parenting, you're failing there. If you've been untaught about finances, you're failing there. You see, what separates us is the only difference between people is what they know. We're not separated by our age or uh, our economics. We're separated by what we know, and what you know creates your experiences, your belief system. You believe something for a long time until it doesn't work the way you want it to work, and then out of your experiences, you begin to change your belief system. Very, very, very important that today that you set aside, your ears be open, your eyes be open to what God wants to say and speak in this short but brief important teaching time on financial empowerment. There's a lot of folks on the line today. Thank you very much. Thank you for that. Uh, getting uh, reports, getting information here, as to all the good things that are happening. And uh, I want to just talk to you about finances because finances are far more important. Money is far more important than what people are telling you. It really, really is. And uh, I want to tell you that Ecclesiastes 10.19 says, A feast is made for laughter. And wine makes merry, but money answers all things. Yeah, the word money is in the Bible. And the purpose of money, or the purpose of prosperity, and I've been teaching this now through our mentoring weekends, is to minister to the poor. The Bible says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to minister to the poor. Secondly, the other reason for prosperity is to preach the gospel preach the good news. I'm thankful to God right now that while I'm sitting here, there are video teachings of mine that are going off all over the United States. And what's really exciting about it is that God has showed me a great path of favor. Favor with Christian television networks, favor with other networks that are incorporating my uh, mentoring moment video teachings into their regular programming. I'm very excited about that because money is not a mystery. And there are keys that can unlock the door to your future. Now, there are several kinds of people who say that they never think about money. And you, you may know them or you might be related to them. <laughs> One, uh, the first kind of person that says they never think about money is a liar. <laughs> Number two is a fool. Someone who says they don't think about money is, is foolish. And number three is a parasite who lives off of others. Now, I want to give you a few keys. I want you to jot these down, and we're going to talk about some keys that will really release some financial blessing into your life. Number one key, here it is. I want you to write this as so important that you have a correct belief system. You have a correct belief system. Money always follows a belief system. Money always follows a belief system. You say, what do you mean, Dr. Kreitz? A gambler believes that the next trip to Vegas or a lottery ticket holds his future or his fortune. The uh, workaholic believes that he will amass his fortune at retirement if he doesn't die first. So the gambler has his belief system. The workaholic has his belief system. What is your belief system? Some believe that they keep doing what they're doing 
that they can end up with a different result. Somehow that magically something's going to take place. The Bible does not say that the truth shall set you free. John 8.32 says, you shall know the truth, and the truth you know shall set you free. And you've got to know the truth about finances. You've got to know the truth about financial empowerment. You must believe God desires for you to live above the world's philosophy system. Now, you know what the world's philosophy system is, don't you? Has anyone ever told you, here's the world's philosophy system. Get all you can. Step one, get all you can. Step number two, can all you get. That's step two, can all you get. Number three, sit on the can. (laughs) Really, really, that's it. Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. But the Bible tells us in Romans 12, verse 2, not to be conformed to this world. The Greek word means the age. We must believe God has a financial system. We must believe God has a financial system, which leads me to step number two. Step number one is have a correct belief system. Number two is to take personal responsibility. Decisions determine destiny. It's one of the most powerful statements in my, in my philosophical realm. Decisions determine destiny. When I've made wrong decisions, they've impacted my destiny. When I've made right decisions, they're moving me toward my desired destiny. My present has been created by all my past decisions. Good, bad, ugly, in-between, satisfactory, superior. All of my present is created by my past decisions. So what you know is determining what you do. What you know is determining what you do, and who you know determines what you know. Who you know determines what you know. Stop looking at where you've been and start taking personal responsibility. You know, I get very tired of hearing politicians blame other people for the problem. No, you were elected. You're the leader. Take charge. Take responsibility. From day one, this is now, you're, you're, you're ramrodding this outfit. You're in charge. You're the leader of your house. You're the leader of the relationship. You're the leader of the corporation called YOU Incorporated. You've got to take charge. Well, the Lord's in charge of my life. Well, that's very spiritual. But that's why God gave you a mind. That's why God's giving you a mentor. That's why you're going to make the right decisions. You say, well, I'm afraid to make decisions. I made poor ones. Well, you make enough poor ones, after a while you'll figure out how to make good ones. And sooner or later, if you'll get enough wisdom into your life through mentorship. Mentorship. You see, the Bible is a mentoring book. It's a... It's a it's a, a blessing of God, and, uh, and it's critical to gain the right mentorship in your life. You need to honor mentorship. You need to love mentorship. You're on this call right now because mentorship is extremely important to you. You're going to take these principles. You're going to share them with someone else, and, and they're just going to be impressed just how smart you are. <laughs> because I'm taking principles that were given to me. I want you to know that God is in the blessing business. God is a blessing God. 
And as you take personal responsibility, God begins to personally take his responsibility into your life. Seriously, key number three. Key number three, never accept the present as permanent. Never accept the present as permanent. You can't correct what you're unwilling to confront. You cannot correct what you're unwilling to confront. And all significant change requires faith. Here's some steps to that. You've got to get a financial picture in your mind. You've got to see yourself. You've got to see yourself in the financial blessing, the financial picture. Why is that? Now, now write this down. Very important what I'm about to tell you. The picture that stays in your mind will come to you in time. That's why the Bible says don't be double-minded because the picture that stays in your mind will come to you in time. When you resign, throw your hands in the air and accept the present as permanent, your lack, and there's nothing that stays with you like lack, your lack begins to build a picture and you begin to reproduce as a mind as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, the Bible says, so is he. You've got to get the right financial picture in your mind. Here's something very important. Never discuss your financial future with the unqualified. I, I, I'm amazed that people will sit down with folks that, that are their relatives or their friends and they're, and they're as broke as they are and they'll talk about their financial future. Don't discuss your financial future with the unqualified. And then the next step, the next step under never accept the present as permanent is make a plan. Make a plan. God is a planner. <laughs> Do you know that when you read the Bible, God's a planner? He gave Noah a plan for the ark. He gave Solomon a very specific plan for the temple. God has a plan for your life and for your financial future. God is in the blessing business. He is going to bless you, but you've got to get a plan. What would you do tomorrow if a large amount, a specific amount, 100000 a half a million, a million dollars, God was able to bring into your, do you know a specific plan of what you would do with that? Well, I'd pay off my bill. Well, yeah, I'm sure you would. Then what would you do with the rest of the $950,000? Uh, well, what would you do with the rest of the, the half a million dollars? Do you have a plan? That's why you never accept the present as permanent. Get a plan into place. Get a plan into the place. Let me give you um, another key. Another key. Stop wasting time. I learned a long time ago that I can lose $50,000. I, I could... I remember back in my late 20s, I was pastoring a church, and I had no idea what I was doing. And that thing grew to over 300 people, and God was blessing our socks off, and I made a, a financial decision that came back to hurt me. And I went before the Lord, and I said, Lord, I did not really inquire of you on this, and I've made a financial decision, and this, is, this has hurt, hurt me and hurt the ministry. And the next year, God doubled my, for my trouble. God blessed me, and I was able to recover that mistake. 
So you can lose 10000 you can lose 50000 and you can earn that back. But listen to me. You lose 10 months of your life. You lose a year of your life. You will never get it back. Go talk to the person that got held back one whole year and never was able to graduate with their friends. You see, you can lose money and get it back, but you cannot get back time because the only difference between people is what they know. The only distinction is how they use their time. Time is more valuable than money. Stop wasting. This is a, this is a very important key, key number four. Stop wasting time. Put time as a weapon. If you don't have my book, A Weapon Called Time, get on my website, drpaulkreitz.com, and order that book today. Order that book today. You need that book in your library. Uh, in about two weeks, I'm speaking in front of a large gathering of business folks uh, here in our community that are related to the uh, chamber. They've invited me to be the speaker, and my topic is a weapon called time. Why? Because it's the number one weapon that business people need today. They need to, to create valuable places of time through schedule and order and habit and routine. All right, all right. Let's move on. We are, I think we're down to number five here. Hearing is believing. What you hear, this is key, uh, number five, what you hear determines what you believe. What you hear determines what you believe. Now, if you watch the news, and I do watch the news, and I know there are folks that watch the news more than I do, and a lot of us have been watching the news because of the storms and the hurricanes and the election. A lot of, a lot of things in the news lately. But if you only listen to that news, you can get a real doom and gloom report very quickly. You've got to hear. So I said, those who have ears to hear, you've got to hear what God says regarding your finances, not what Fox News says, not what CNN says. You've got to hear what God says. Proverbs 10.22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Oh, man, let me just stop. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. <laughs> you know, uh, in Hebrew, that means lots of wealth. Makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. It means no striving, no, no, no sweating, no, no working hard. God is the one that's doing it. I'm telling you right now, there's a favor of cloud, hallelujah, over my life right now. I was telling friends over lunch today, there is a cloud of favor over my life. I am on the radio in Chicago every week, and I don't know how that ever happened, but by the favor of God. I've had a facility open to me here in Middle Tennessee to begin doing some teaching starting next week, calling it 60 Minutes of Success, and, and it is absolutely the favor of God. Uh, God is opening doors, television, videos. I don't know how it's all come to be, but I am walking under a cloud of favor. And when I'm done this call, I am going to pray that cloud of favor over your life. Hallelujah. But you've got to hear it. What hearing is believing. Psalm 35:27 says, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 35, 27. 
Deuteronomy 8 and 18 says, Remember, it is the Lord your God who gives you the power to get wealth. Well, I don't believe that you you ought to be trying to get money. I don't think you ought to be trying to get wealthy. Well, then, okay, I'm back on the line, Pastor Larry. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I am sorry for that technical difficulty, but I just want you to know, thanks for hanging in there with me. When you start talking about the blessing of the Lord, you start quoting scripture like Deuteronomy 18, that God gives you the power to get wealth. There is an enemy that does not want this to go forward. But I'm just going to tell you, the, the, the more I get this battle, the greater the success is going to be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hearing is believing, and nothing's going to stop us from hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So I declare to you today that uh, Proverbs 13:22 that a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the wicked are laid up for the but the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. So that's the next key. Let's move on. We've got two more keys. Two more keys uh, remaining. Key, uh, key number eight. Uh, key number. Uh, key number uh, six is change what you say. Change what you say. You know, the Bible tells us in Mark eleven twenty three that we can speak to the mountains and that we can command them to be tossed into the sea. That's why I want you to write this down. Jot this down. Very, very important. Jot this down. Everything has ears. Just say that right out loud. Everything has ears. Just say it. That you know... Your house has ears. Your property has ears. Uh, people have ears. The, the atmosphere is waiting for a faith person to begin to speak into the atmosphere. That's why you open your mouth. You lift your hands in the air, and you begin to confess that I am blessed of the Lord. I am the head, and I'm not the tail. I'm going over. I'm not going under. I, my my blessing, my economics is not based upon a Republican or a Democrat. It's not based upon the world system. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And I've got news for you. He's got a ton of riches and glory. Hallelujah. I want you to know that there is a financial empowerment that is coming to your life as we go through these steps. The last one I want to get to you is uh, key number seven, activate the faith of the seed in your life. The seed that's in your life. The seed is anything that you can use to produce increase. You know that I've written books. I'm holding one right now in my hand. The 21 things every leader needs to know. That's what I'm teaching every Tuesday all over Chicago and all over the Midwest, live over the radio. And uh, I'm holding that book right now. You know what this is? People look at it and they say, this is a book. No, I want to tell you what it is. It is a seed. It is a seed. You sow a seed on my website, I send you this book. You take this book out of my hands and I sow this, get this book and seed into your hands. You begin to read it and it begins to create a harvest of right thinking in your mind. As a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. I am working with a large number of people right now. I'm life coaching. I am mentoring. And I'm working with a large number of people. And um, as this call is going out, and there are uh, 12 to 20 people I know as a fact on this call right now that are listening to this teaching, 
you need to understand that a seed is anything that you put out there that God can increase. Your seed can be your time. Your seed can be your energy. But it's whatever you put out there because your faith is behind it, and you wrap your faith around seed. When I spend my time sowing seed into a person, I'm doing it by faith, believing that what I make happen for others, God's going to make happen for me. When I release what's in my hand, God releases what is in his hand. Now, I got to tell you, and, I, I, and I'm just going to tell you the truth. My wife just got off of a plane last night. We have a Christian school, university, where we're training leaders, and we have folks from all of the Caribbean that come into Nassau, Bahamas. And we teach there, and I did not go this month. I've got so many things that God is doing and, and birthing. And so she went, and she, and she arrived there just on the heels of Hurricane Sandy going through that area before it went up to New York and New Jersey. She has come back with just barely enough from what those students sowed. But I want you to know, and I want you to hear this very clearly, I told her when she got off the plane, she was exhausted, she was tired, she was in tears. She said that the, the hurricane was devastating. And we have students that, that walk to get to the school. We have students that scrape together funds to be able to get in there and to get the books. And we underwrite so many students. And she said, I'm so sorry, but I'm not bringing back not even half what we normally do to put into the ministry budget. But I got good news for you. I said, sweetheart, I'm not moved by what I see or what I hear. I am not moved by this dilemma. I declare to you, by the end of this week, God is going to do a supernatural miracle. And here's what I'm praying, beloved, everyone listening to this call. I'm telling you, I am standing right here in the gap. If you could see me, I've got one hand on what needs to take place. I've got one hand into our future, and I'm standing with my feet firmly in the present. And here's what I'm calling. I have been calling thousands of dollars calling thousands of dollars into our ministry so we can get every project completed through the end of this year. And the moment I begin to call that, funds begin to come to the mail. I, in fact, I, I'm, I'm holding a list here. I'm so thankful for Mike and for Nancy that uh, went online and, uh, and Larry that went online. Thank you, Pastor Larry. Billy and Miriam, I, I heard from you this week. And, and, and Thornton, thank you for your seat. And Arlen and Jean. Uh, in Tennessee, and Barbara in Virginia, one of my most faithful partners. Barbara, I thank you so much. And every time I get your seed, whether it comes over the Internet or it comes to the website or it comes to the, the mail or however I get it, I stop. I stop and I pause. I, Lance and Susan, I got their seed this week from Alabama. And I stopped and I held that seed to the, to the air and I began to speak into the atmosphere. Now, here's what I'm telling you. I told all of you that so that there's a book on your way, and we're mailing them out. We're mailing them out. We just wanted to wait to get through this weekend. We're mailing them out tomorrow, and we're shipping them with a little letter that I've written, a personal letter, a personal note of blessing. But I declare, now hear me and hear me well. God gave me this word. God gave me this word. If you'll just hang in here with me for a couple more moments, I'm going to say this word. 
I'm going to pray a blessing over you, and then I want you to hear from the Holy Spirit to do what God's instructing you to do. God said that this month was Renew-vember. Renew-vember. Not November, but Renew-vember. Oh, I'm telling you, I am, I am completely pumped when I tell you that God said this is the renewal month. This is the renewal month. Some of you have been thinking about putting stuff into, into the shed. Some of you have been thinking about putting stuff to the side. I don't know what we're going to do. We're coming down to the end of the year. But God said, this is Renew-vember. This is Renew-vember. And I declare to you over the next few weeks, you're going to see the blessing of God pour into your life. Now, here's what I want you to do. I just taught this to you, that your seed activates. Your seed Always act, activates, your seed activates the faith of the seed that's in your life. Activate the faith of the seed that's in your life. Your seed activates something. It goes into the, it leaves your hand, but it never leaves your life. It leaves your hand, but it never leaves your life. You, you might be sitting here saying, well, you know, you don't know my situation. Listen, quit confessing your situation. Start confessing the word of God and get something into the atmosphere. Go online, get a seed into the ground. Whether it's $40, whether it's $50, whether it's a seed of 100 I believe there's some folks that God wants to stretch right now for your Renew-vember, to renew this month your faith, to step up to a whole other level. I'm about to pray, and here's all I'm going to ask you to do. Everyone that's under the sound of my voice, when God speaks to you to do something, in the next three days, in the next three days, you can do it tonight. You can go online tonight. You can go. You can drop something by the post office to our P.O. Box 703-703, Franklin, Tennessee, 37065. Or you can simply uh, send an email to us. You can call the office, 615-823-5100, 615-823-5100. Call us tomorrow. Give us a credit card. We will run that. But here's the, here, here it is. This is the Renew Month. This is the month I really believe with all my heart. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing victory and I'm seeing battle. I'm seeing victory and I'm seeing battle. And if you will be honest, you're seeing victories and you're seeing a battle. You're seeing victories and you're seeing battles. There's no dull moments anymore in your life and God wants you to take these battles and to be an overcomer. You will be known by the battles and the enemies you defeat, or you will be known by the battles and the enemies that defeat you. I don't know what you're facing, but I want you to right now put your faith out there. Maybe you're going through a battle with a family member. Maybe you're going through a struggle with one of your children. Maybe it's an economic struggle. Maybe it's a struggle in your finances, in your ministry, in your home, in your emotions in your soul, wherever it is, I'm telling you, 3 John 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I pray that you prosper even as your soul prospers. So we're going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see every person on this call. You know their heart. You know where they're coming from. You know in their desire and we're not just praying our needs anymore. We're praying our desires. And I release right now in the name of Jesus a renew-vember, 
a renewal of their faith, a renewal to step up to a new level of ministry. I thank you right now, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, as you bless me over the next three days, over the next few days, I pray that that cloud of favor that I am in, that cloud of favor, I call it the favor of God, F-O-G, the fog of God. I'm in the fog. Hallelujah. The favor of God would be released right now upon every man, every woman connected to this call who hears from you because you said obedience is better than sacrifice. They don't have to keep sacrificing, but let them obey. Let them quickly obey no matter what it feels like, what it's, let them obey. Let them walk by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beloved, I want you to walk in the fog. I want you to walk in the favor of God. In fact, go get a piece of paper and write that and jot that down. Tape it on the mirror. Tape it there at the bathroom. F-O-G, the favor of God. Let the fog of God flow over your life because this is renew member, renew member, and I declare to you right now, that God is going to do some incredible things. Thank you for hanging in there with me, even despite the technical difficulty. This has been an incredible day. We are, we are very close to seeing great victory, and it's going to happen. Take these principles, read them over again, call somebody, mentor somebody with them, share them with them, and begin to flow in the fog of God. The favor of God is over. In fact, I'm going to give a prophetic word right now. I know I'm going a little over time, but the favor, I'm going to talk to you about the, a prophetic word. There are at least two people that are in ministry-related business, ministry-slash-business, business-slash-ministry, and you've been under attack for six to nine months in your finances, and I declare to you, as you release your faith and, and take a seed and wrap your faith around it and release it over the next three days, you're going to see a supernatural miracle take place. Some things are, and when Thanksgiving comes about in just a few short weeks, you're going to have a lot to be thankful over. Now obey the Lord. Obey the Lord and do quickly what God has been calling you to do. I thank the Lord for you. I, I just thank God for every one of you. I thank you for your friendship. I thank you for your partnership. You will never know how important and what you mean to me. You matter to God, and you really matter to me. And Angel and I love you. We are so thankful for God, for you in our life. Now, keep believing God, and we will be back again next Sunday for our Mentors Manna. I'll be sending you some mentoring moments by email, and we will be staying connected. God bless you. God bless you, and walk in the blessing of God. Till next time. This is Dr. Paul Kreitz saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. God bless. Bye-bye.